In this episode, Bobby goes over what he's recently watched over the past couple of weeks, uh, goes over some news, and talks his most anticipated movies and shows. Hit it, Kenny. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Uh, Season 2, Episode 2. I am your lone host, Bobby. Uh, I've been trying to get this episode out for a while. But I've had like a ton of schoolwork. Then there was Mardi Gras. And then I literally am just getting over the flu right now. So that was like a crazy wild ride. So if you guys hear me like sniffle or like cough or anything, still like got the flu, but we're like kind of almost over it. Um, so yeah, sorry this is getting out so late. I've been trying to get this out for a while. I've been trying to look for time, and now I'm finally like, I finally got time, so I'm finally recording this. Um, but I'm gonna get right into it. So I've watched a ton of stuff. <coughs> um, but I'm gonna try to keep it to more of the newer stuff for uh, the ratings and all the stuff on the in the episodes, unless it's like I think it needs to be on here, and I think it's like the best thing since sliced bread but um my first one's the beekeeper um it's just your typical jason statham action movie really cheesy dialogue with six sick action sequences and like it's like the typical stuff where it's like he's like do you know who i am i'm the beekeeper and then he says like all that like cheesy dialogue like that, it's the whole movie. It's just that, and then it's uh, it's him just like fighting people. He doesn't get touched. It's kind of impressive though, because he literally doesn't. I don't think his character gets hit or touched until like the last twenty minutes. And I think the funniest part was he go like he's about a he's like being held gunpoint by like nine guys, and the guy goes, "So what's it gonna be?" to be or not to be and he goes to be blows up like all the cars behind him and then kills every single dude <laughs> and he doesn't get touched it's like the most ridiculous thing you i've i've seen in a while but um no i actually i actually enjoyed it uh, a good amount just because it's like it's Jason Statham action movie. I mean, what's not to enjoy? Uh, I give it a 6.4. I don't think it could get any better than that. Maybe like a 6.5. I could probably lift it to a 6.5, but I'm not going to. Um, But yeah, The Beekeeper, 6.4. <coughs> On to the next movie. Um, saw Argyle a couple weeks ago when it just came out. And man, this movie... This movie stunk. It's it's to put it like this way, it's just everywhere. Um, Monster Cast, Sam Rockwell, Samuel Jackson, Henry Cavill, John Cena, uh, Dallas Bryce Howard, Dulipa, Brian Cranston, list goes on. And um the first two minutes of the movie's absolutely atrocious. The editing like just makes it like a little confusing for like like it can make it just like like confusing for for the viewer. Um, I know there was a couple people around me that kept complaining about like, it was like how the editing was going and they're like, like what the fuck is going on? Um, 
And I think what really killed it though was just it was too complex. I think Matthew Vaughn just kind of got stuck in his own ideas and tried to like layer it too much. And then he just put himself in like a just a downward spiral and it just resulted in a dumpster fire called Argyle. So yeah. Um I'm gonna give it a three point six out of ten. Not that good. Do not watch it. Don't waste your money. For my third movie, I saw Orion in the Dark. This one's on Netflix. This is an anime movie. And I thought it was a very cute kids movie. Um, I think at the end it got a little bit too chaotic, but it's justified. It's justified by the dialogue. But I feel like a lot of parents will appreciate this movie because there's like a lot of kids out there that are afraid of the dark. And I feel like a lot of parents will very much appreciate this movie. Um, Jacob Tremblay is the voice of Orion and Paul Walter Hauser is the voice of dark. I believe Angela Bassett is, I forget the character's name. I want to say it's like sweet dreams or it's something to do with sweet dreams. Angela Bassett's a voice in it too. I believe she's a, she does a great job. Um, and although Netflix produces a ton of stinkers. I think they do really good with like kids animated movies. I don't know why, but they, they do. Um, and I normally don't give out flat out like flat ratings, but I'm going to give this a seven out of 10. I think this was like a perfect seven out of 10 movie. <laughs> and the last movie I'm going to be rating is fury. So a couple of my buddies have been telling me you got to see fury. Like, Oh my God, you haven't seen fury. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You got to watch this movie. So I was like, you know what? I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Um, so dropped on Netflix a couple weeks ago. So I, I checked it out then. And I thought it was, I, I really liked it. Um, performance wise, I think this was Shia LaBeouf's best. It's one of, if not his best performance of his career. Um, John Barenthal, Logan Lerman, Brad Pitt, Michael Pena were all awesome. Uh, the best part of the movie is definitely the last 45 minutes when they're uh, defending the tank, when it becomes uh, immobile. And then all the, I want to say it's the Nazis, all the Nazis are coming at them and then they got to defend the uh, the tank. But I really like all the character development too. I think it was really, really well written. Um, Lerman's character development was great. And I think like just watching like, uh, Barenthal, Pena, Pitt, and LaBeouf's characters kind of accept him into their family, which was like their, the tank. Accept him into their family slowly but surely was absolutely awesome to see. Um, I'm going to give it not as high as a score you, you guys are probably thinking. I'm going to give it like a 7-8. But I did really enjoy this movie. Um, good recommendations from my buddy Thomas and Jack Aldridge. They both really wanted me to see it. So, shout out to you guys. On to the TV shows. I've been watching a ton of TV shows for you guys. So, um, finally finished The Brother's Son. Uh, I need more Sam Lee and Justin Chin. Um, these two guys absolutely killed it in the Netflix show. Sam Lee, so funny. Need more of him and stuff. I don't know what. But I could, I think he'd be kind of funny in like a David Leach movie. I don't know why. I could see Sam Lee working really well with David Leach. 
Um, Michelle Yeoh did her her thing as always. She's normally great, and uh, but my favorite was Justin Chin. Um, he was so good as a like that complex Thai Pai gang member. He played Charles, so good. Um, I think he absolutely killed it, and I really need to see him in more stuff. I love that character, and I think he did a great job. <laughs> um, next show is The Boys Season 1. So I think it was a solid start to show, a bit overrated. I know everyone like raves about this show, so it's kind of hard to live up to the hype when it's like otherworldly. But I thought it was solid. Uh, Jack Quaid's Greatest Huey. Carla Urban's but as Butch is probably my favorite character, and Anthony Starr's Homelander is just absolutely menacing. Like it's it's nuts. Uh, for season one, I'm gonna go seven point nine so far. Um, I think it was solid. I don't think it was like anywhere near as good as everyone makes it out to be. But we'll see where season two and three go. <laughs> uh, next show is. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the one on Amazon Prime, it just came out also a couple weeks ago. Um, Donald Glover and Maya Erskine are absolutely great as the couple. Um, this show is very different, though, because I forget what they call the, the uh, computer, but they're hired by like this random agency, so they already know that they're both spies, but they have to work together to accomplish missions weekly or however long the timeline is and then they could do missions normally they're together but unless they're told otherwise they're separate and i thought it was really really good especially the episode where i think it's sarah paulson plays the therapist it's episode six so 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 good oh my god like very very good very close to it like like what you could do is like a like a peak tv show or or like a television episode, like that episode, episode six of Mr. and Mrs. Smith is like the closest I think it will get to so far. That's probably the best episode of television I've watched so far, or and it's up, it's up there at least. Um, really, really good, really good stuff. Um, I think that it the ending is like left it open. So if they want to do a season two, they can. They don't have to though. They left the, entire, the door entirely open, which I kind of liked. But, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed this this show. I'm going to go 8.4 out of 10. I think it was very solid. I think you guys should go check it out. I think it's worth the watch. I think it's – it might be – I honestly, it's probably better than the movie, in my opinion. I think the show's better than the movie, which I did not think was going to happen at all, but I do believe that the show's better than the movie. And for my last rating, I got to talk about True Detective Night Country. Um, I didn't get to do a midpoint because of all the the, the stuff these recent weeks. But, uh, man, this shit, it's back. True Detective's back. Um, I think this is the second best season of the show. I think Jodie Foster killed it as Danvers. I think Callie Reese killed it as Navarro. I think everyone honestly killed it as everyone in the show. I think the writing was great. Um, a little bit unclear about some of the stuff in the finale, but otherwise I think it was great. I think the ending was awesome. 
Um, I guess gotta like rewatch like some parts of the last episode just so it's a little bit clearer for me, which is absolutely okay if like you guys don't think anything makes sense after you re watch something completely, just go back and rewatch it. Make yourself make yourself understand it the best thing you could do for yourself. And uh Bano, I think I'm gonna do that. I think that'll help me better understand it. It may even increase the rating, honestly. But um, I'm going to go 8.7 for the show. I think it was really, really good. I think the acting was unbelievable. I think this is definitely going to get nominations whenever the hell those awards come out next year. I think um, this was a good, like, start to the year. I think this show is a great, great, like, big HBO Max show to start off the year. And on to the weekly news. A um, lot of news, obviously. Missed a couple weeks, so I'm going to try to run through this quick. Um, Millie Alcox is the DCU Supergirl. The Dune 2 popcorn bucket. Um, how do I put this the best way possible? Um, looks like a pocket pussy. Um, Iowa DeBerry is out of the Thunderbolts. The Coen Bros reuniting for a horror film. Brad Pitt's the star in The Movie Critic, which is Tarantino's last film. And Tom Cruise also wants to be in that. So uh, stay tuned to see if if he ends up on that cast. Jim Carrey's returning as Dr. Robotnik in Sonic 3. Chris Rock's to direct another round remake. Awful idea. I don't know why we keep doing remakes, guys. But that's not my decision. Um, Disney, Warner Bros, and... Fox are launching a sports streaming service, like a joint one with all their, uh, like what their their rights and all that, all their legal stuff is going to be meshed for one big sports streaming service, which is absolutely awesome. Um, Tom Holland's the star in a new Romeo and Juliet stage adaptation. Percy Jackson was renewed for a season two, so there will be a Sea of Monsters coming up. Um, there's a new Game of Thrones spinoff in the works about Aegon. Aegon the Conqueror's Conquest. Uh, Christian Bale's to play Frankenstein in Maggie Gyllenhaal's new movie. If you guys don't know who Maggie Gyllenhaal is, it is the sister of Jake Gyllenhaal who plays Rachel in The Dark Knight. <laughs> ben Wang is the star as the next Karate Kid. Um, for those of you who don't know who that is, uh, he's in the American-born Chinese series on Disney+. Plus. So if you want to see what how he is, if he's a good actor or whatnot, I'd go definitely go check that show out. Um, Denzel Washington is to be the lead in Spike Lee's High and Low. Stephen Amell is the star as the lead in Suits spinoff series. Ridley Scott is in talks to direct a BG movie, which is uh, a band. And the Fantastic Four cast is officially confirmed. Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic. Um, Vanessa Kirby as the Invisible Woman. Joseph Quinn as a Human Torch. And then Evan Moss Bakra as The Thing. Um, that's all the news. I it's, or it's not all the news. I tried to like compact it to the more important stuff, the more relevant stuff. So it's not like, oh... 
someone's cast for a movie in 2027. Like, I know you guys aren't going to really care about that stuff. Like it's, that's not going to happen for another like five years. Like it's whatever. I'm not going to force that stuff upon you guys, but (coughs) let's get into the main part of the episode, which is the most anticipated movies and TV shows of the year. And I'm going to get right into my um, most anticipated shows. At 10, this just came out, so um, I'm a little, I got—I haven't started it yet. I got to start watching it once I get all my schoolwork done, but uh, it's called The New Look. It's an English language biopic that follows fashion designers during, the, during and after the occupation of France by the Nazis. Um, it focuses on Coco Chanel, who's played by uh, Juliette Binoche, and Christian Dior, who's played by Ben Mendelsohn with guest stars like Glenn Close. Um, It's already been greenlit for a season two, and it was already greenlit for a season two before the show even came out on Apple, which is nuts, which means it has to be good. I can't see it not being any good, Um, but I'm excited. Then at my nine, I got The Regime season one. Um, It's... A Kate Winslet HBO series. She plays the chancellor of a fictional Central European autocracy, and this it's like a satirical political miniseries. Um, Hugh Grant's going to be in it. Martha Plimpton and Andrea Riseborough, and there's a couple others that aren't named, but I know the big one, obviously Hugh Grant being in it at some point. That's absolutely awesome. And then Academy Award winner, Kate Winslet. I love her. She's great. She's going to kill it. Um, And this one's one to watch out for, guys. The Regime. At my eight, this might be a little low. This comes out, uh, I believe, Thursday. It's uh, Avatar The Last Airbender live action. Um, This Nickelodeon show was massive. I mean, massive amongst people, kids my age. Like when I was little, I know a ton of people that love the show. I know adults that love the show. Um, And I think what makes this show even more like um, anticipated is the fact of how bad the film by M. Night Shyamalan was because it was terrible. Like probably one of the worst live action adaptations of all time if not the worst live action uh, adaptation of all time. And I think it's going to be solid. I think Netflix will do a good job. Netflix does great with the TV shows, um, which they did better with some of their movies, but they do good with TV shows. So I believe in them here. I believe in them here. So uh, my number eight, I'm going Avatar The Last Airbender. At seven, I'm going season three of What If. not much out about it yet, but I know it's going to come out. I believe it's supposed to be out first half of this year. Um, I'm amped. I think this is slowly becoming the best show that the MCU has made. Um, I know there's one clip. It shows Bucky Barnes, Bucky Barnes and the Red Guardian like driving around in like the countryside like, after being chased by uh, some cops. But I think... I think it's going to be good. I think the ending to season two is absolutely awesome where you see Loki's uh, Loki's tree. So 
I'm very, very excited. I cannot wait to see where Jeffrey Wright's watcher brings us in this season. At my sixth spot, I'm going The Acolyte. Uh, It's a new Star Wars live-action series which follows a Jedi Padawan returning with her master to investigate a series of crimes at the end of the High Republic era, which is set about 100 years prior to the events of The Phantom Menace, which this is absolutely nuts. This is True Detective, but with Star Wars. It's True Detective with lightsabers, guys. How can you not want that? That's absolutely unreal. That's awesome. Like, I'm amped. I think this is going to be a great show. Um, I'm not sure when it comes out, though. Don't, like, try to... Like, you could probably search it up. I don't, I'm don't. i not too sure, though. But I'm I'm amped. I think that's going to be a, a very, very good show. Very, like, that's my sleeper. That's probably my biggest sleeper on the year. The Acolyte. At number five, I got Dune Prophecy. So this takes place about 10,000 years prior to the first Dune movie of uh, Dennis Villanueva's. Um, and it follows the origins of the Bene Gesserit, which is the, the sisterhood who trains to obtain superhuman mental and physical abilities. Um, Emily Watson's supposed to be in it, along with uh, Olivia Williams. That's kind of all the information that is out right now. I like literally searched the entire web to find more on this show and I could not um there's no release date yet I think it's still like early stages of like casting and everything but it's supposed to start production soon and I think this whenever it comes out I think it'll be very very good especially that we got Dune 2 coming out within the next couple of weeks at my four spot I got the penguin season one um it's supposed to be an eight episode show and it takes place literally one week after the uh, events of the batman which is just going to follow colin farrell's penguin as he rises to power in gotham's criminal underworld i am very very excited for this one i think there's gonna be a lot of a lot of shady shit happening and i think it's going to set up the batman too very well um i'm not the biggest fan of the batman I've warmed up to it a little bit. I've seen it since I first saw it. The first time I saw it, I did not like it at all. Um, but I've, I have seen it since. Um, I've warmed up to it a little bit. But, yeah, I think this show is going to – hopefully this show helps me like it a little better. But otherwise, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Batman. So if you guys really liked it, you guys will definitely love this show. I think the show will be really good. I really like Colin Farrell. I think he'll do a great job. And I think if Matt Reeves is directing the show, I think it there's no way it's going to be bad. But who knows? Um, that's my my four. At the three, I got The Gentleman season one. Um, this is an adaptation of the um, The Gentleman 2019, made by oh my gosh, I'm blanking. With Matthew McConaughey. The movie has Matthew McConaughey. It has Hugh Grant. It has, man, it has a lot, like lots of people. It has McConaughey, Hugh Grant, Charlie Hunnam. Um, who else? It's a Guy Ritchie movie. I figured out the name. Just came back to me. Um, the movie has McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, 
Michelle Dockery, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, Hugh Grant, Eddie Marzen, massive cast. Um, and this is an adaptation of that. Hopefully, hopefully Guy Ritchie is directing the show. But um follows Eddie Halstead as he inherits a large estate from his father, and he's unaware that it's it fronts a massive drug empire. Um, he has no criminal experience, but he must take over the operation or he will lose the estate. Um, Theo James is the lead. Giancarlo Esposito is in it. And uh, Kaya Scordelario is also in it. She was in the last parts of the Caribbean movie, which is terrible. But she's like the the young horologist, if you guys remember that scene. Funny scene from that. But, yeah, he does that. And... Eddie, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, I'm excited to see what Theo James does as uh, Eddie Halstead, because he's taking over. Um, the estate he's taking over is the like it fronts Mickey Pearson's drug empire. So if he he's got to help figure out and kind of like help run, I guess. Matthew McConaughey's drug empire, and hopefully, I'm really hoping that we we get a. We get a couple cameos from some of these guys from the original cast because I absolutely love the the movie. I think the movie's. I think honestly, this is gonna be a hot take. I think that's Guy Ritchie's best movie, but I don't. That's that's me, guys. Um, I'm really really amped for that one. That's my three. <coughs> At my two spot, um, I got the boys season four. No release date yet. Um, I know they had some Super Bowl commercials, but it wasn't like much. And I know there's going to be, all I know so far, there's going to be two new soups called Firecracker and Sister Sage, and that we will be introduced to Huey's mom. Um, interesting stuff. I think shit's going to really go down here. I know. Yeah, that's kind of all I know. I mean, I got to fully catch up. So, I mean, I know Huey's mom was out of the picture, which is like, yeah, it's like a known thing from like the start. So like no big spoilers for me here. I'm kind of safe still, but I just got to get through season two and three as quick as possible. So, but otherwise I'm very excited. I think, I think if season two and three go well for me, I think I will like, very be interested in the boys season four. If if not, then then I definitely put it way too high on my list. But uh it's gonna sit at two for me for now. And a lock for my number one spot. It was gonna be nothing else coming summer twenty twenty four is House of the Dragon season two. Um you play with dragons? You're bound to get burned. The second season of the Game of Thrones prequel is going to follow the bloody battles of the powerful family in the Targaryens. I am absolutely fucking hyped for this show. There's nothing that like like makes me more amped for this show. Everything I've seen so far, I am ready. I am ready for the show. I'm amped. I cannot wait much longer. Um, I need like a teaser trailer, like a full trailer or something. I don't know. But 
I'm ready to see just blood everywhere. I'm ready to see dragons falling from the sky and balls of fire. I'm ready for it all. Give me it, please. I need this show so bad. But House of the Dragon is my number one. It's not even close how hyped I am for this one compared to everything else. <clears throat> and that is all for the shows. Um, I'll go over my list again. So at my one, House of Dragon, season two. Number two, The Boys, season four. Three, The Gentleman, season one. Four, The Penguin, season one. Five, Dune, Prophe- Dune Prophecy, season one. Six, The Acolyte, season one. Seven, What If, season three. Eight, The Last Airbender, season one. Nine, The Regime, season one. And ten, The New Look, season one. And you can catch The New Look now on Apple TV. It's out now. And on to my most anticipated movies of the year. Um, my two quick honorable mentions because they are indefinitely like suspended, like indefinitely like suspended, I guess. I don't know. Um, Mickey 17 and beyond the spider verse. They're like, I guess because of like all like the actor strikes and all that stuff, they've been like indefinitely, uh, like kind of just on hold just trying to figure out what to do with them, I guess. I don't know. Um, They will come out at some point, I hope, at least. Especially for Beyond the Spider-Verse, I hope. Um, I could do without Mickey 17, but Beyond the Spider-Verse, like, I really, really hope that comes out at some point. A lot of people are going to be definitely mad if that never comes out. Um, But they will. They will. It's just a matter of when, and we don't know. But onto my list, I'm going my number 10, a movie called Nosferatu. Um, Robert Eggers is directing, and it's a gothic tale of obsession between a haunted young woman and a terrifying vampire who's infatuated with her. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's in it. Nicholas Holt, Willem Dafoe plays the vampire. Bill Skarsgård's in it, and Lily Rose Depp is the haunted young woman. Um, it comes out on Christmas Day. And like I mentioned, Robert Eggers is directing. He directed movies like The Northman and The Lighthouse. At my number nine, I got Challengers. So this is the tennis movie that was so like very famous online when Zendaya sat on the bed with two dudes. Um, I know a lot of people on Twitter took to Twitter after seeing that. But um, from very visionary filmmaker Luca Guadagnino, um, he made Call Me By Your Name and Bones and All. Um, it follows Zendaya, played, I believe her character's name is Tashi, Tashi Duncan. Um, she's a, was a former tennis player, and she coaches her now husband, who's played by uh, Mike Faced, and... Her strategy is to help get her husband back into like, like the uh, the champ like champion circle, and this whole like redemption story takes a massive like 
turn when he has to face his old best friend and Tashi's ex-boyfriend, Josh O'Connor, um, or Patrick, who's played by Josh O'Connor. Um, and in this movie, past and presence are going to collide. Um, tensions are going to run high. And I think Zendaya's character has got to figure out what does she have to do to come out on top of this situation. Um, I think it's going to be messy. I think it's going to be weird. I mean, this guy makes weird movies. I'm not going to lie. Um, maybe there's going to be a peach in this one. I don't know. But yeah, um, I'm excited for this. I think Zendaya is going to do a great job. She looks really, really good in the trailer. Um, I think the whole dynamic of her kind of dating the one the one uh, of the two friends and then marrying the other one and then them hating each other. One ends up not being as good anymore. One being way better. And then them finally meeting all the way after or many, many years after all the shit went down. I think that's very, very compelling story. I think Zendaya is going to absolutely crush it in this one. I'm very, very excited. Uh, This comes out April 26th of this year um at my number eight i got the bike riders um this movie stars austin butler jody comer uh, tom hardy and norman reedus it just follows the rise of the midwestern motorcycle club the vandals um and you're kind of just seeing that rise through the member it's each of its members um which is Austin Butler and Tom Hardy. I believe Jodie Comer is the love interest to Austin Butler. But as we like see this motorcycle club like develop, we also see how it evolves into this more sinister gang which threatens the uniqueness of the old one of like how the group used to be. Um I think it's going to be really good. I think Austin Butler and Tom Hardy. I'm very excited to see that. I didn't think I would see that like ever. I didn't know. I never like really thought of them working together. And I think them acting on screen with each other. I think that's awesome. I really like that. And I think it's going to be an absolute showdown between those two. I think it's going to be great. Um, I cannot wait for that. Uh, that movie comes out uh, June 21st of this year. At my seven, um, this might be a little low to some of you guys, but it's Deadpool 3. Um, I'm amped, dude. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, uh, Matthew McFadden's part of the TVA, and Jennifer Garner's reprising her role as uh, Elektra. This movie's going to be nuts, guys. Um, The trailer looks sick. It's going to flip the MCU upside down, and it's going to put stuff where the MCU's never had had stuff put that's the best way i could say it <laughs> but um yeah no this movie is going to be absolutely nuts i think uh sean levy probably did a great job with uh everything i think it's going to turn out really good and yeah i'm just there's not much like i can really say i believe it comes out sometime july um i'm amped i think a lot of people are going to see this. I think it was the most viewed trailer of all time. It's probably going to break a ton of box office records. And yeah, 
cannot wait for Deadpool three. I think it it's going to probably be the funniest movie of the year. It's definitely going to be up there. Um, I think it's be up there with this one, but yeah, Deadpool three at my seven. At my sixth spot, I got the Fall Guy, which follows Ryan Gosling, who is a stuntman, and he is trying to track down a missing movie star, solve a conspiracy, and win back the love of his life, who's played by Emily Blunt. Um, But as he's trying to find this missing movie star, he finds out that the movie star has gotten himself into a ton of deep shit when he finds like a body on ice. Um, This is seen in the trailer. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, It's kind of giving me nice guys vibes. Um, Only there's no Russell Crowe, sadly. But uh, this is Ryan Gosling, Emily Blunt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Hannah Waddingham, Winston Duke, Stephanie Hsu, um, David Leach directing. I think this movie's going to be absolutely hilarious. I think like this is a like a cannot miss movie. It comes out May 3rd. So it's going to be kind of like more so like an like a like a pre-summer um like this is like an appetizer to summer movies. I think this is going to be great. This is I'm going to definitely go to this opening weekend. I'm absolutely amped. Um I think this is also going to be one of the funnier movies this year. I think everyone is like Literally, it looks absolutely fantastic. I bet David Leach knocked it out of the park with this one. Um, David Leach did movies like Bullet Train, Deadpool 2, Atomic Blonde. <clears throat> and he produced the John Wick movies. And that movie, like I said, comes out May 3rd, 2024. Um, and yeah, I cannot wait. Seeing Ryan Gosling as like a stuntman is just going to be absolutely funny. Um, I think it's also going to look very cool because you're going to see all like the behind the scenes stuff on how to, on like what's like filming a movie. Although it's like filming behind the f- scenes of someone filming something, which is honestly f- cool. But, and that's going to have that whole uh, comedic layer too with Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt. It's going to be great. I'm amped. The fall guy, my number six. <laughs> At my five, this might be shocking to some of you, but I'm going inside out too. Um, don't know much yet. Um, I know Maya Hawk is going to be added to the cast. She voices anxiety. It's supposed to follow Riley in her teen years as she's encountering new emotions. And I know there's four new emotions. It's anxiety, envy, embarrassed, and ennui. Um, I'm not too sure what ennui is. You have to search that one up. I could search it up right now as I'm talking. But those are the four new emotions. Um honestly, I I'm very excited. I think this is going to be like one of the better Pixar movies in a while. Um the first one's absolutely awesome. Um I love it. I think it's it honestly might be a, a top it's one of the my my favorite Pixar movies of all time. I could literally sit there and watch that movie. It's so sad too. Like gets me every time type of movie. And yeah, I am very excited. This movie comes out June 14th of this year. And I think Maya Hawke's going to do great as anxiety. But ennui is a feeling of weariness and dissatisfaction or like boredom. So yeah, we all feel that sometimes. 
So I think that's perfect. I think all three of those new emotions are absolutely perfect. And I think they're going to add this like whole new dynamic, which we haven't seen in like a kid's movie before. And I think that's absolutely great. And I think this movie is going to also be made more for more for older, older people. I mean, I know Pixar's done that with Soul. Soul was meant, I felt was meant for a more older crowd. Um, and I think that's honestly kind of the route they're going with Inside Out too. I think this one is more meant for, not meant for children as much. I think it's more meant for, um, like those young, those teenagers, young adults, and even some old and just just adult adults in general. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited for that one. At my number four, I'm going Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Um, West Ball's back and breathing new life into this epic franchise, which is set, set I believe, I want to say hundreds of years. I know when I searched it up, it just said sev- several generations. So I'll just go with that. So several generations into the future following Caesar's reign. But um, it's following a, uh, like a, this one ape, one young ape tries to, or goes on this journey that'll cause him to like question all that he knows about humans and all this stuff. And while he's doing that, we're seeing a like a tyrannical ape leader building his empire. And that's the guy that I think says, what a wonderful day in all the trailers. I mean, I assume so. At least he wears a crown. But I'm really excited for this. I think that's one of the better trilogies I've ever seen. Um, Those movies get progressively better too, which is awesome. And I think the graphics are just absolutely absurd in in all those movies too. Um, I cannot wait. I think it's going to be absolutely fucking nuts, this movie. And... Yeah, I don't know any of the names of any of the apes or anything, so I would I would name name drop and I don't know anyone on the cast, so I I can't name drop either. But um this movie was actually moved up. I believe it comes out May 10th now, which is absolutely awesome. It's supposed to come out Memorial Day. They moved it up 2 weeks. So this comes out May 10th. This is literally the week right after the fall guy. So there's two movies I'll be at for opening week. Um yeah, I'm absolutely stoked for this one. At my number three is Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rorum. Um, if I botched that last word, I'm very sorry. But um, this movie will be set 250 years before the events of the original trilogy. Um, I don't know if it means... I want to... I don't know if it means the hot the hobbit or if it means the normal lord of the rings trilogy um i'm going to assume it means the normal lord of the rings trilogy because it's going to it said the original trilogy um but it will follow the story of the last of the first line of kings of ron um and helm hammerhead will be voiced by brian cox I'm pretty sure it's an animated movie. I'm like, like 
80% positive it's an animated movie. If not, Brian Cox is awesome. That's that's fine by me. Go for it. That's perfectly cool by me. But um yeah, I think it's an animated movie, so don't like if you I mean if you guys don't care, then that's awesome. Um I know a lot of people don't even know this movie's supposed to come out. But that's my number 3. I'm going Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rorum. That's supposed to come out December 13th, 2024. <laughs> At my number 2 pick, so this I had trouble had had a lot of trouble doing this, but my heart lies with number one, so I'm I'm sticking with my guns, and I also didn't think this movie should have been made at first, but I'm I'm jumping on ship. I think it'll be good. Um, my number two is Gladiator Two. Um, this follows Lucius, the nephew of Commodus, and it's set 15 years after the first Gladiator, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I don't know much else besides they just wrapped uh, filming and they are in now just like editing and everything. They just got to finish the movie up, got to edit around some stuff. They got everything they needed to film. Um, This movie comes out November 22nd, 2024. And the cast is absolutely loaded. Paul Meskel is the lead. Joseph Quinn is in it. Denzel Washington's in it. Pedro Pascal's in it. And then reprising their roles is Connie Nielsen and Jimin Hinsu. I am amped for this one. I don't think it's going to be nearly as good as its predecessor. But one can hope, so I'm going to hope it is. Um, And Ridley Scott at the helm of it again. And finally, my number one most anticipated movie of this year. I think you guys could have guessed it based on how much I was sad this movie did not come out this past November. Movie comes out in two weeks, and it's popcorn bucket or it's popcorn bucket. Looks like a pocket pussy. Um, Dune two or Dune part two. Um, this. This is supposedly like the first reactions to this movie, guys, is nuts. People are calling it a masterpiece. Christopher Nolan called this Dennis Villanueva's empire, or this is Dennis Villanueva's like the Empire Strikes Back. That is nuts. I'm at like, I cannot like sit here and wait any longer. If I do not see this movie, <laughs> the first day it comes out in a fully packed IMAX theater. I'm going to be so sad. Like I I'm going to be so sad, guys. Um absolutely loaded cast. Um it's Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Florence Pugh, Austin Butler, Josh Brolin, Dave Batista, Christopher Walken, Javier Barham, Stellan Skarsgård, Leia Sado. Stephen Henderson, and of course, one of my favorite actresses at the moment, Rebecca Ferguson. She's a national treasure. Um, this movie comes out March 1st. I am so excited. Dennis Villanueva, director. Um, this is going to be nuts. Um, and if you guys don't know what Dune Part 2 is about, I'll, I'll tell you guys real quick. Um, it follows Paul, Paul Atreides as he unites with uh, Chani and the Fremen while he – 
they're on a war path of revenge against the uh, conspirator against the uh, Harkonnens who destroyed his family. And he is facing a choice between the love of his life and the fate of the known universe as he is trying to prevent a terrible future only he can see. Um, yeah, this movie is supposedly going like all the all the first reactions are saying this is the best sci-fi movie the of like the the decade like nothing's gonna be close like i said nolan said this is dennis villanueva's the empire strikes back um i'm amped i can't see anything being any anything being my number one besides this so my number one dune 2 and just so i could i'll read that back to you guys um at my 10 i got nosferatu nine challengers eight the bike riders seven deadpool three six the fall guy five inside out two four kingdom of the planet of the apes three the lord of the rings the war of the roran two gladiator two and number one dune two or dune part two let me know what you guys think of the my most anticipated movies and shows. And thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm going to be alone doing this stuff for a while. So I'm going to try to get some guest, guests on, some of my other buddies, so I could get you guys some drafts and stuff so you don't have to hear me rambling on for however long it's going to be. But, uh, yeah. Love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Follow all the socials. I'm going to get better. I got, got a long way to go. So uh, here's the talking cinema. Peace. Hit it, Kenny. And, and, uh.